Um, so our first guest uh, this morning, we have a very special man here in front of us. Uh, he's a composer, producer, musician, and music technologist, all the way from Tulla, Mick Kylie. Mick, you're very welcome to Scarab Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Dara. It's great to be here. Thanks for having well, me. Thanks very much now for coming over. Um, so I suppose before we get into your interest in music and uh, the company you set up, just talk to me about your childhood and being raised in Dorky in County Dublin. What was that like? Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, Dorky's a very beautiful um, place, as, uh, as you probably know. And, uh, um, you know, there's a real sense of com community there, and, and it was a very nice place to have grown up. And uh, sometimes it's only when you when you're away from when you're away from it that you really appreciate the, you know, how. Uh, how, I appreciate how blessed I was to grow up in Dorky, beautiful seaside and, you know, uh, nice, as I say, lovely community in town and a lot of lot of friends that I met, my life friends, I guess, uh, that I grew up with there as well. So, yeah, um, and I get back to the old town occasionally for a visit and uh, it's still there. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you still family there, is it? Yeah, my, yeah, my parents are still there. Oh, yes, um, okay. But the rest of us have all... Moved Flo on. Flown the nest. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I suppose the main reason why you're here is to talk about your 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 interest in music and your music career. So at what st at what stage in your life uh, did you get interested in music? Um, I think you know, I first discovered that you could create music when my dad. Uh, some of your listeners will remember Greenshield stamps. I used to collect. My dad used to collect Greenshield stamps from the petrol stations and. Uh, and he saved the stamps up and he got himself an acoustic guitar, you know. And um, it was in the living room. And I picked this thing up and I was only, I don't know, eight or ten. And I picked it up and I strummed it and all of a sudden it made this amazing sound. And I'd only ever heard music but never actually did anything physically with my hands that made music sound, you know. And uh, so that was, that really struck me. And I, I started to learn a guitar and I took, took <coughs> the guitar to school and got guitar lessons. Then after that, uh, not long after that, my dad bought a piano from a woman around the, the block. And my uncle, I remember them, still remember them wheeling the piano around to the house and bringing it into the living room. And my dad used to go to work and lock the piano with his pride and joy. And I knew where the key was, so I'd come home from school. <laughs> and I'd throw the bag in the corner, the homework wouldn't get done. Oh, and yes. and uh, I'd uh, tinkle away on the piano and, yeah, I was... I became self self thought, and that was really my. Uh, I I just ha I discovered that I had a real passion for mu music at so, that age. So school didn't really interest you, really. It was just the music. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah. think I decided what I wanted to do there and then. Yes. yes yeah. Yes, yes. I just I was very passionate about it from a very young age. So where did you study music then? Um, on the road. <laughs> on the road. I didn't study music in college or anything. Okay. When I say on the road, I've been in bands all my life. I uh, I left school and got straight into bands and you know gigging. And, you were uh, lucky, really. So then. Yeah, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah. Yeah. Then I played in various show bands over the years and and um, yeah, that's how I learned my trade. Yeah. So because of your your talent, um, you created uh, a video game called Body Count. Is it what? What's Body Count about? Well, I didn't create the game. The game was that. Uh, or sorry, the music, I mean. Yeah, so um, I was commissioned to compose music for a, the the score for a, a first-person shooter, B 
video game called Body Count uh, by um, uh, a UK company who normally do racing car um, racing car games, but they they, they branched into uh, first person shooter territory, like you know along the lines of um, uh, Call of Duty, that sort of thing, and. Um, so I, I was commissioned to do the score for that, and uh, that brought me to uh, that brought me into the studio with live orchestras, recording full orchestra because video game music it's like mo- a mo- it's like a movie score. It's like it's uh, it's it's full on. Um, that was a great experience, mm-hmm. and that yeah that that opened different other doors for me and led me into uh, into producing and writing music for. Uh, Various libraries then in in, in the US, um, who that music would then be used in production for TV shows and film as well. So, yeah, composing music that door opened for me at a very young age too. Like I'm just wondering, like you know, when you're creating music for like the video games or you know TV programs stuff, how do you actually start from the beginning? Like you have a sheet in front of you and a pen, but where does it go from there? Then how do you grasp it? Yeah, I think you kind of, you try and put yourself into in in. Let, let's look at a video game like a movie because it is like a movie. It's a story, and there's a there's a whole scenario playing out. So I guess you got to try and imagine yourself in the in in it. You put yourself in that situation, and you 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 say, okay, well, how does this situation make me feel? And then you reference other, you know, you would reference other. Uh, um, movies that you might like or you get a lot of direction from the directors and the producers of the game as well or of the film so they'll say well we, they, they, they might say like one of the references i got um was um uh, um some sci-fi movies where the director says look we really like the score of certain sci-fi movies so i'd watch those movies and and just get a sense of the the sound palette, the colors that were used in the music, and then apply those colors to the music that I was writing for the the game, so that it was so that it was on brief, so that it's it was in the ballpark, and it did because if it sounded completely off, well then that's you know. But would say like like Body Count, that video game, would uh, the company have have given you a brief already, or did they just just let you start from scratch and think of something yourself? No, they give me a brief. Yeah, so, so you they just have some idea as where you're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, and like some Led Zeppelin tracks were, were part of the brief. They liked that rocky sound. Kashmir okay. um, uh, was a particular is a particular Led Zeppelin uh, song that they that they liked the sound of. So you just use them as references to create the sound palette. Okay, um, so you worked with uh, RTE and uh, you created the team uh, tune song for. B.B. Baskin, Saturday Live. How did that come about? Yeah, so um, that was, yeah, interestingly, I I remember writing a song and submitting it uh, into the National Song Contest for consideration for the Eurovision. And it it didn't get through the heats, and that was absolutely fine. Um, But uh, bizarrely, I took part of that song then, and and I took the end of the song and... uh, Submitted it uh, in into RTE for uh, the sick tune for the BB show because they were looking for a sick tune and it f- they loved it and it fitted perfectly for that. Yeah, I had been working in TV at that point on a show called Good Grief Moncrief with Sean Moncrief, and uh, that was the chat show. 
and I was in the band, the Glamtarts, and we were the house band on the show. <coughs> so I had made a lot of connections in RT at the time, so I knew that they were looking for certain, certain shows were looking for music, so I put myself forward and uh, started to pick up some TV shows and, and music for uh, various shows like Duncan Stewart's About the House. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Or um, uh, Garden Heaven was another show at the time, gardening show and Antiques Watch, an antique show, obviously. And a number of adverts as well and stuff like that. So that kind of got me into that, uh, that whole arena. Can I just ask you, Mick? Yeah. I'm fascinated to know, as somebody who was self-taught and everything, do you does the music come to you as a tune that you would then pick out on the guitar or something like that? It's just the actual making of the music. I'm curious because do you know the way like for orchestration and that? I, I know very little about music, but I know you, you probably need to have sheet music written or, or something like that to for the orchestra to play. Obviously, how do you get from having the inspiration using your color palette of sound to actually making or I suppose representing the music so that someone else can play then yeah that's a great question um so you usually uh, you know i can hear a piece of music in my head and then it's a matter of getting that music from my head into some format where it can be heard uh and usually it's through um a home recording so i have a home recording studio and i play various mm. instruments and i put the music together and create it that way and then through MIDI notation, which is an electronic way of, of, of collecting the note values of, of, of music that's played into a, into a into digital recording, for example, mm -hmm. that MIDI notation then is taken and given to a... Uh, uh, is then transcribed into notation by... Uh, uh, and then that notation is then given to the librarian for the orchestral librarian and then distributed, all the parts are distributed amongst the players for the, for the recording session. Yeah. Uh, but the notation is then done by uh, an orchestrator sure. who basically takes the parts that, uh, for, the, for the various parts that I, I would write for all the first, second violins, violas, also of the string sections, brass sections, percussion. So where I would write the arrangement and all that, it would be done in a MIDI format and then transcribed later into notation. It's fascinating, isn't it, the way yeah. technology has impacted the music and, and the making Absolutely. of the music. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it re really has come such a long way, even in the, in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. It's, it's just made huge, huge leaps. So yeah. tell me tell me about, uh, we mentioned it there, Exhale. You created this company. Tell us what, what is it all about? Yeah, so Exhale is a company uh, based in... Uh, in the US now, we still have, there's still offices here in, 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 in Ireland, in Dublin. And I founded the company, my wife and I founded the company back in 2013, after I had invented a, uh, a method of creating music in, in real time. So, but not with the, not with the use of AI, artificial intelligence as such, but, but I've developed a platform and a algorithms that, that could, um, essentially assemble recorded parts. So let's say there's musicians all over the world yes, and they yes. play various instruments in various styles. They would literally record themselves playing and they would send those recordings to, to Excel. Excel would then meta-tag all those performances. So now we have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of different performances that are just sitting in the cloud as different instruments. Then say uh, um, then in the U.S. Uh, there, uh, 
a production company could be making a show for TV, let's call it a documentary show, and they need specific music. So there was a crime, uh, a crime series uh, that we did um, over the last few years uh, for um, HBO. So this, in this crime series, then they would they would give a description on the platform of the kind of music they needed for the show, and then very quickly our platform would take your guitar, somebody's piano from Australia, somebody's bass from 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 the UK, for it would just pull these different uh, musical parts and instrument parts from different musicians who never met or never even referenced this piece of music in the first place. But the technology would be able to assemble their works together in real time to create a brand new piece of music that fitted for the production. Now that piece becomes then a new, brand new copyright. It's registered with the collection societies. In Ireland we have IMRO. In the, in the US there's the, the, there's, they have the um, you know, ASCAP, um, BMI, BMI and various other collection societies. So the royalties that are generated in revenue from that show being broadcast, not just in the US, but globally, uh, can be sometimes quite significant money. And then all that, those royalties are evenly distributed amongst the, amongst the musicians who created the parts that, that, that the technology assembled this brand new piece of music in. Mm -hmm. And so that's the elevator pitch explanation of what the technology yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your locations in uh, is this Los Los Angeles? There's offices for Exhale in uh, in Dublin, in Stockholm, in Boston, New York, and Los Angeles. Very good. So you, you, there's a good few. Uh, a lot of people work concerned the company. Uh, the company has grown somewhat yes, since yes, I started yes, in yes, 2013. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so as well as the B the BB Baskin uh, Saturday Live show, you 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 worked on the team tune for About the House by Duncan Stewart as well. Now I know you sent me a link on there, but unfortunately we can't get it up here now, so we can't play the team tune. But um, you also you also worked on the 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 TV hit show um, Friends in America. No, I didn't work on the show. Well, I or the music, I should say. <laughs> the, the, one of the one of the stars from the show. Yeah. Um, uh, her, she's a singer-songwriter, Maggie Wheeler. She plays Janice uh, in, in, in Friends, and uh, um, I write her music for her songs, and we pr we're producing an album uh, that goes on release next year. So, okay. Um, okay. I worked on a number of TV shows, but not on Friends. Wait, apologies, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like that, like Maggie Wheeler, she's very famous. So uh, have you come across many famous people? Well, I guess it's kind of goes with the territory has, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, you bump yeah. into a few people that yeah. you may yeah. may recognize from time yeah. to time. Like you're very modest, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is it, a very, is it a very difficult career path to go into once you leave your education? Because you're not guaranteed a job straight away. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's very competitive. A lot of music colleges, um, uh, a lot of music colleges around the, around the world, a lot of students, a lot of ambitious students. Um, I think it's like anything in life. If you've got to be committed and you've got to have a passion for it and, and really be committed, you've got to think outside the box a little bit too. I mean, if you're doing, if, if you've got to be jumping up, you, up or walking the opposite direction in a crowd to get noticed. If you're just following what everyone else is doing, well, then it's very hard to get noticed. So you really do have to. Approach, come, come out whatever it is that you're doing. Come at it from a different perspective. Do something yeah. that nobody else is doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've got to 
you've got to really work yeah, at so it. Yeah, so for younger, you know, uh, students that are at the leaving, are leaving cert now and they have an interest in music and they want to go down your career path but don't know what it's about, what would, what would you recommend or say to them about it? Um, I'd, I'd say run two, run, run two paths. I mean, the educational path is uh, is obviously important. Um, a lot of technology used in the uh, now in, in the music industry that wasn't being used when back in the day for me. Uh, so you do have to acquire knowledge, that kind of you know knowledge how to use those technologies and stuff. And and so education and colleges can be very good for that. But you really should be running a a your own path of creative path and putting yourself out there. Uh, into into op creating opportunities um, because it is you, the the day you finish in college and walk out the door, it's not like you're walking into a into a, into a job in yes, your in yes, your chosen yes. path. Yeah. It's you're starting it. You're you're really just starting out then, and you're starting with everybody else that has walked out that door that very same day, and those that have gone before you and that will come after you. So, yeah, you've got to be quite creative and committed. Yeah. Mick, are there any uh, third-level colleges or courses that come to mind that you'd recommend for somebody, let's say, doing their leaving cert now that might be interested in following a career in music or, or let's say, the, the sound technology, whatever, you know? Yeah, there's very, I, I, I guess that sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to know exactly where you fit. So you, yes. might, you might fit on the sound part, production part, more than on the on the on the pl creative playing part or yes. whatever so you should take some time to explore that and the places to explore that are there are some wonderful courses uh, in Pulse College uh, in uh, in Dublin at Windmill Lane Studios there's a wonderful course there and at Griffith College as well um, there there's a, a few courses there and they they teach various aspects of uh, you know um, of the music industry including um, production and including uh, composition as well. Yeah. So, so and actually speaking of education, you've lectured in Trinity and in California and Nashville as well, am I right? I have, yeah, yes. uh, I have, and I, I designed the uh, video game composing course that's taught at Griffith College, and I have also uh, uh, lectured at, at Pulse College at Wimmer Lane as well, mm -hmm. which is why I recommend them those colleges, they're, they're both fantastic, yeah. And I suppose I just, if, uh, uh, t on today's note, uh, you're, you're living in Tulla. I am. Yeah. So what, what was it like coming from urban area to the countryside in Tulla? It's not LA. No, <laughs> it's definitely not, it's definitely not. Weather-wise everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's so, uh, my wife and I, we really love it. We 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 really did end up there accidentally. We had no plans to move to Tulla. Um, okay. During the lockdown, we came back to Ireland, and uh, as soon as they opened up the, the travel from the counties, we just wanted to get out of Dublin at the time, and um, we decided to move to the west. We knew a fair amount of people in Clare, and uh, we were renting a couple of properties, and um, we accidentally found the the place where we were. It was on the market, and we made an offer and bought it and we have two dogs there and uh, yes. <laughs> we decided this is this is the this is a much this, this uh, is the place to be the place to be the place to be yes it's a lot more peaceful than yes. the streets of los angeles like in hollywood i can tell you so you're you're, you're not moving anytime soon no <laughs> no um so come here just 
uh, before we let you go, uh, going back to the music again, what are your plans for the future? What are you doing now with the music? Um, so I, I want to get back into more into the into into the writing. Over the last eight years, I've very much been involved in running a technology company. I've now that company has now outgrown me. It's under new management, which gives me an opportunity to sit back now and get back to what it is I love to do most, and that is be creative in the music space. So, uh, yeah, I, I intend to, to get back writing music and I'll see what projects what projects come up, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to, uh, yeah, to, to doing, what, doing what I love to do best. Well, listen, it was great talking to you today. Thank you so Thank much you for that. coming over and we'll definitely have to have you back again. It was That's very interesting. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. We're honoured yeah. to have this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah.